Back at it again. It's Hella Black rocking in this shit. Yes, Episode sir. 59. Clawed up. Claws lost. Yes, sir. We got we, the claws in here. We ain't gonna we ain't gonna say the first part of it. Yeah, we got yes. the black claws <laughs> <laughs> on that black on that raspberry right now. I don't know if the claws ever thought that black people would drink claws like the way they probably actually girls. mad that we drinking them. Like they're like damn, nigger lips are not supposed to be on that goddamn can. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's for white to white only. Like, dying for white women, like rich suburban white moms. It's a seltzer, you know. But here we are, niggas drinking that shit. Shout out to the claws. <laughs> Episode 59. Shit, we almost towards 60. Man, it took us a year to get there. What was year 50? <laughs> Episode 50 was like I in January. Was, uh, <laughs> Episode 60, you'd be on AARP. Nah. That's when you turn 60, you get those. Less was episode fifty, so it's probably only been like a couple yeah, months. We, yeah, we've been coming with it. We've been, you know, a couple episodes a month, sometimes four episodes a month. But you know, this motherfucker rocking. Shout out to the patrons, patrons. You feel me? Tapping with our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/HoldBlackPod. We got some exclusive, extended content coming right through there. So tap in with our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/HoldBlackPod. And if you listened to this before, if you white, pay the fuck up. Stop consuming black labor. For the F. Yes, sir. Subscribe to our Patreon for real, cause 2020, we beefing that shit up. Yeah, we coming with the heat. So we coming with that real shit on Patreon. You don't want to miss it. But yeah, tap in for sure. We on Spotify too, man. You feel me? It's like 2020 is inching towards us, and like we making the right moves. We finally got updated, (laughs) y'all. Spotify was hating on us, but we we in there rocking. So tap in with our Spotify follow. We on Apple Podcasts too. Make sure you like, subscribe, five star review. We on SoundCloud for everybody with SoundCloud. You feel me? Shout out to SoundCloud, bro. SoundCloud has really never let us down. I fuck with SoundCloud because that shit is super accessible. Yeah, it's like, easy to use, and you, it's free, bro. You don't gotta pay for that shit to a certain extent, right? Like once you start, well, once you start uploading hell of shit, then yeah. you gotta pay. But even as a user, though, like yeah. that's where I was getting before I could afford a streaming service. I was using SoundCloud. fucking SoundCloud. Yeah. You know, it'd be a couple of ads on that shit or whatever, but. Whatever. Back in the I day, they didn't even it. have ads either, too. Yeah. Awesome. So shout out SoundCloud. If y'all need, you know, y'all want to come fuck with some real niggas, we here. <laughs> Could be our first sponsor. Episode 59, Hello Black. We got a guest with us today. You know, we that's one reason why you should become a patron is because that's how we're able to pay our guests. Yes. So if you want more guests on Hello Black, tap in with our Patreon. Patreon.com slash Pod. Rock with us, for real. So yeah, we got a guest rocking with us. Mm-hmm. See what's popping. Hi. How you living? How y'all doing? I'm all right. I'm so tired over here in Detroit. <laughs> cold as shit. It's so cold in the <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I've been in Detroit in the winter. It'd it be cold as shit out there. It's, it's horrible. I woke up this morning in snow. I'm like, fuck, I'm going to go to damn. work. <laughs> that sounds yeah. ass. Yeah, like it's I'm down here cold as fuck in mm-hmm. Oakland and it'd be 58 degrees. Oh, that's not cold. I mean, that's, you got to. Summer in Detroit. Is it not cold? If you used to it, uh, if you used to like seventy degree weather, when it dropped twenty degrees, nigga, your body gonna bite. What the fuck is this? <laughs> Fifty six degrees. Come live in the bay for a couple years and get acclimated to the weather. When it hit fifty, nigga, you're not gonna be fucking with it. In Bay Area, fifty hit different. I'm telling you, shit, it be cold. We're just gonna start with um, 
if you can give us a brief intro into you know who you are mm-hmm. and what you do. All right. So I'm Sydney Sky. I'm a writer, fat activist. I'm pansexual. I'm from Detroit. I'm 23. Um, I don't know. Um, college dropout. <laughs> uh, lower, like lower middle class. Um, and I think that's kind of as far as I can think of. So you're a writer. How'd you get into that? Um, I actually started off on Twitter as a sex account, like a kink, like BDSM account, maybe three years ago. And then I had ended up getting a following and a website offered me a writing job to like write for them each month, like sex articles. And so accepted it, did it. But then um, my interest in like kink started to turn towards like being fat in the BDSM community and then it slowly just turned into like fat politics altogether. And so now here I am. That's what's up. So I know this the internet this week, especially Twitter, there's just been hella fat phobic shit all over the place and anti-fatness. Um so can you define anti-fatness for us for our listeners? Um, so fat hate, anti-fatness, or fat phobia is a system that oppresses fat people. That can include um, schooling, jobs, housing, accessibility, clothing, and healthcare. It's wild because I think like uh, the reason why a lot of folks wouldn't even understand like fat phobia or anti-fatness as a thing is because people don't identify fatness as an actual identity yeah yeah so that, that's just and it's something i damn near just had to like come to grips with um as late and then as you start to learn about you know um the different identities and intersectionality and shit you see that yo this shit is a very real thing especially if we deal history on the way that fat folks have been treated throughout this yeah. the world really yeah absolutely i think um even me coming to my own accepting that fatness is one of my identities was like a long time. It was something I struggled with. I think a lot of people don't see it as an identity because a lot of people don't live with that identity. Um, And don't realize that being in a fat body absolutely changes how you walk through this society and how people engage you. And so um, life is just different for me than it is for like my thin counterpart. In certain things so i think a lot of people don't take it seriously or think that um that it's not an identity because it's just a size or because it's something you can quote unquote change which is something you really can't change unless you like surgically do it but a lot of people can't afford that so um i think that's pretty much why a lot of people don't take it seriously at all yeah i feel like we're in a time where like intersectionality as like a buzzword or just like as a theory is used a lot, right? Especially like black Twitter or just, you know, on campuses or like yeah. it's, it's used a lot, but I feel like the intersection between like being black and fat isn't talked about or like the intersection of size, right? No. Um, yeah. I'm sure it is, it is talked about, don't, don't get me wrong, but like I feel like in the, in the mainstream, right? Like just this, I don't know, I feel like maybe it was this year where I heard fat phobia before. Like I feel like I've, of course I know examples of it, and how people have been fat phobic, but I feel like this is, you know, the first year I've really started to hear it being talked about mm-hmm. more so, you know, on Twitter and stuff, right? 
Yeah, it's definitely like pulling teeth. Like it, it's, it's, I don't know. When it comes to like black people and like fat hate and people understanding that they intersect, that they overlap, that they have something to do with each other, it's like pulling teeth for people to understand sometimes. And that's definitely the most frustrating part, especially when it comes from like other black people. And I'm like, yeah. why do you somehow think that white supremacy changed how we see shades of black or how we see gender and sexuality and other things but you think somehow it skipped over how we view body sizes so it's just been it's like it really is like pulling teeth from people trying to understand and um it is relatively new to a lot of people um even to my own family like recently me coming out to them and coming out period like yo like i'm a fat activist they've been kind of like what even though my family is fat, like they're still like, you're a what? Like what, like you do what? So it's definitely new to a lot of people. So for me, it's kind of like gaining patience because I'm like, well, how don't you know this? But a lot of people don't know. And I also think the Lizzo becoming famous too has brought that a lot to the forefront to a lot of people. So I just feel like, um, yeah, it's absolutely new. And it's like not shocking that like you just heard about it. I don't think a lot of people talk about it at all it's just wild to me how like you know you kind of touched on earlier how people can i guess um like understand how all these other physical makeups of folks right like skin color hair Mm -hmm. other different parts of our body play a direct role in how we're engaged with by society but motherfuckers can't seem to grasp when it comes to fatness Yeah. yeah intersection of like literally like if you think about eric garner like we talked about this on the episode with uh Deshaun, like eric garner mike brown mm-hmm. you feel me like, like nigga, they, their size played a direct impact on how they were treated right in that yeah. moment and also in the rest of their lives anti-fatness what do we and you know that's why it's rooted in white supremacy yeah and i remember that um story coming out about his lawyer saying you know if he wasn't obese if he was you know still alive he'd probably be dead by now that came out I mean, days after I made a tweet saying, you know, obese is anti-black, it's a slur and all this stuff. And I got so much shit for it. And days later it came out and I'm just like, so how can people continue to deny that my fatness and my blackness work against me? They work against fat black people. And it's a system that is trying to kill us for being fat and for being black. And our lives don't matter. They don't. Because they initially saying like, well, it doesn't matter that we killed him because he was going to be dead anyway. So it it's a violence. And I think a lot of people don't see the violence within the word obesity and with being categorized as obese or with how it plays a part in anti-blackness. Yeah. Can you dive in a little bit more about like the roots of the word obesity? So it comes from the BMI chart. And um, it is a percentage or a number of how you're over um, a certain weight when it comes to your height and si- your size and your weight. Your height Based on whose standards? Um, white, white cis men. Okay. And it was never supposed to be a measure of individual health mm-hmm. or individual person. It was supposed to be for a mass um, measurement. And now it's become more of an individual measuring um like system than anything and it um has stigmatized fat people being classified overweight or obese stops you from getting proper treatment 
if you know I get cataract because I've been categorized with bees probably since I was maybe 13 maybe a little younger than that mm-hmm. and so it has stopped me from getting health care because no matter what my health problem is you're just going to be told lose weight come back I can go in with a broken foot they're going to tell me to lose weight and come back and maybe they'll cast it <laughs> like it, it doesn't That's matter sick. Yeah, it is. And it's like, it, it's killing people. It's killing people, especially like fat black women. And when we had the comment, like when Twitter had the conversation about how black women are not being treated properly in mm-hmm. by medical professionals, it seemed that fat black women were left out that conversation. Because not only am I not getting treatment because I'm fat, they're also not going to take me seriously because I'm a black woman too. And um, I've seen it with my own mother. I've seen it with myself. And my mother, my mother's been fat her whole life. And she was a super fat, like on the larger side of the fat spectrum, I guess you should say. So she had gastric bypass when I was one. But she was fat her whole life. And so when I was younger and the doctors wouldn't treat me for something, she would have to like force them to. Like, no. Like, okay, well, until she loses weight, what are we going to do about this? So it's just, I grew up learning how to like speak up for myself in those like positions and learning mm-hmm. that doctors initially don't care. They don't care unless you're a thin white woman or a white person. They just don't care. And um I just felt like black women were left out that conversation. And then when I do bring it up, it's more so people even responding to me like, oh well lose weight. Then maybe they will treat you. like they are further marginalized because of this yeah it's, it's just wild to me the ways in which i've been even able to like how i've been taught to view fatness since since a child as like it's like a choice um and then like i don't know if like yes yeah, it's, it's viewed as a choice it's viewed as like um you should be punished for this choice yeah and it is it's, uh, as I've been like learning more about anti-fatness and fat advocacy, I've been seeing like how all this shit is rooted in a white supremacist standard. Period. Yeah, because like, like you said, even when it comes down to choice, it um comes down to white supremacy. They used, they said that you know Africans didn't know how to control themselves when it came to food and sex, so we were like animals. We didn't know how to stop eating or to stop having sex, so that's why our bodies looked the way it was. We were subhumans. We weren't people we have full control over ourselves and so that is kind of plays a part today even now saying you know you don't have control over yourself so that's why you're fat because you eat so much you're lazy you're this and that and like you said people think it's a choice rather than just how what someone is even if it is a choice it still doesn't negate the fact that i'm fat and i deserve basic human rights and respect and another thing that i think folks should get hip to is that fat fat phobia anti-fatness affect affects folks plays a role it affects folks even that might not be quote-unquote perceived as fat yeah like that shit affects me in the way in which i function in my life like yes period point blank it's oh i don't want to get too big or i can't eat this way because this is gonna happen or the ways in which i even look at myself in the mirror like damn niggas is getting big like even the language that i use in reference to myself but a nigga who wouldn't i guess yeah be quote-unquote perceived as fat wouldn't understand the ways in which fat phobia, anti-fatness is even playing in a way in which niggas that's not fat yeah. is dealing with they shit. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's diet culture and anti-fatness. It teaches us to fear fatness every day of our lives, even if we don't notice it because we've been taught from day one. And so we're, we're not, we're, we're used to living in like diet culture. We're used to being like, okay, I'm not supposed to like be fat. Whatever I do, I can't be fat. You either actively are trying to be less fat or actively trying to not be fat every single day. So you watch what you eat. Oh, I'm not going to eat that donut because I don't want to be fat even though you're, you're far from it. Oh, I don't want to do this because I want to be fat. Or I'm going to go to the gym every day, even though I don't like it, because I don't want to be fat. Oh, oh. straight up. <laughs> straight yeah. up. This shit is like, wild. It affects literally the way you yeah. move. <laughs> like the, yeah. You're taught to hate and fear fatness. Yeah. Period. Absolutely. You're taught to hate and fear it. So why? Come on, my nigga. Yeah, like people, I, I, I hate seeing people like, I don't want to go to the gym. I'm like, okay, don't. Don't go, nigga. <laughs> yeah, don't go but also no one's obligated to go to the gym like you're just not obligated if you don't want to go to the gym you don't have to go to the gym but the fact that we are taught like no you gotta go to the gym otherwise you're gonna be fat is what people go to the gym out of fear for the most part rather than out of health because if 1000 percent, yeah if we're focusing on health then we teach people to move their bodies in the ways that they can when they feel like it yeah, and how you want to, and if you can, because going to the gym is a whole privilege. Maybe mm-hmm. you know I can't move my body in certain ways. Okay, just give people ways to do it another way. Maybe I don't want to sit and sweat all day. Like it's just the, the gym and forcing people to go to the gym is diet culture and it's putting thinness over health. And diet culture is stopping us from having health, actual mm-hmm. health as a population altogether. Yeah. yeah, like I know for myself, like. Or like we're taught at a young age, like play sports, be in shape, you know, especially yeah. like be fit, be an athlete, like be fit, you know, work out all this time. But I'm like, literally has so many fucking injuries and shit. You feel me to where it's like now that I've stopped playing sports and I've gained, gained weight, like my body actually feels better now. But it's seen as like, OK, when you were playing a sport, you're more healthy. But I right. feel more healthy now because of the pain. You feel me? That sports and doing all that shit actually cost. You yeah. Know? Or just even, like how- Having to make weight and shit for Pee Wee football game, like yeah. shit like that. Right. Like I'm I, like I really like after like we had that interview with Deshaun, I'm like, damn, really thinking about sports and shit. Like niggas was wearing like a garbage bag and spitting to lose weight to make weight. Like yeah. bro, that shit isn't cool for a kid. Yeah, I've you probably know? been sick from like stressing from calorie counting than I have from just enjoying my life and living. I probably been more sick from the stress of that nigga than like just doing whatever I want. Pretty much. When I like learned that I didn't have to diet because I say I've been fat for most of my life. I think I started dieting at like nine or 10. I was like, wait, I don't have to like be in a constant pursuit of like weight loss. Like what? I could just eat what the hell I want. I got to look at the like ingredients on the back and be like, mm, this is, I got to take this out of my 2000 calories. Like it's, it's liberating and it feels a lot better. Like you enjoy food more, you enjoy yourself more. And it's just, one last thing throughout your day that you're just not feeling guilty and stressed over, especially being poor. Cause I'm like, I don't got that much access to certain food. Yeah. I don't feel like being in the grocery store, like, Oh damn, I think I got this 200 calories, but it's t- like, but it's $2. But this one is like, I just, I don't have time. I don't have like the money to do it. Yeah. So I don't want to feel guilty for eating what's accessible and feeding my body how I can. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that's fine. Like that all that's all that matters. When people are like, well, eat healthy, eat healthy. I just feel like more so for me, I feel like pushing people to eat what's available and what's accessible 
right now matters the most. People should absolutely have food, health, access to healthy food, vegetables, fruits, everything. But for right now, since right now it's not happening, people should yeah. be able to feed themselves how they can and not feel guilty for it. Yeah, especially like areas of like food deserts and shit like that. It's like people always say eat healthy and shit, but is that easy to do or is that accessible? Or is it like, should a pack of cheeses is cheaper than vegetables? Or is it just quote unquote healthy? She hit the nail on the head with saying that like nigga fitness is, or being fit is a fucking privilege and that shit surfaces in so many ways. Can niggas afford a gym membership? Can niggas physically, do they have the ability to move their bodies in certain ways? Right. Do niggas have access to, even if you can't afford a gym membership, is there a park in your neighborhood? You feel me? Like it's just like it's it's do I have time? Yeah, do I have time to work out? Because some people work niggas trying to survive. Yeah, like I'm at work. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have time. Oh, let me go home and change and work out. No, I want to go home and lay down because I've been working twelve hour shifts. Double shifts and shit. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like it's hard for people to understand like the root of this shit is white supremacy. The root of this shit is European body standards, beauty standards, all that shit beauty shit all that you know so it's yeah. like when people are engaging with this anti-fatness they don't see it as a as how it relates to racism in this country nigga it ain't a standard in this nation that's not a that's not a white supremacist standard period no. nigga period and i can't believe how many people like shit on me for saying this like like literally get so angry for me for saying this and i'm like I did like I'm not the like first of all I'm not the person who like the first person to say this so I'm shocked that I got this much like backlash but also why not why is it like why is that a reach <laughs> like how is it a reach yeah that white supremacy hasn't like changed how we view bodies like how I don't get it but it's definitely something like I say but I sometimes hate saying on Twitter because Twitter is not the place to just be saying shit because next thing I know they and my mentors acting a fool. But I just, I don't know. I just feel like I can't not say it. (laughs) So, yeah, it's, it's, I don't, I don't, I just can't wrap my head around why people think it's not. Yeah, I feel like just like every other, you know, like system of oppression, people just indoctrinated and speak on shit they don't know about. Yeah. Period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the same reason. Like, oh, the neck that nigga shouldn't you shouldn't award that dress if you didn't want to be touched inappropriately. Yeah. It's it's the same, same logic. logic. Same thing, yeah. <laughs> like, you should, yeah, you shouldn't be fat if you don't want people to talk shit about you. Like, like okay. what, nigga? <laughs> yeah. If I wasn't fat, you'd find something else to talk about, motherfucker. <laughs> it's just not. It's easy. It's not the same shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, it absolutely is. It's like it's also like bootstrapping like well you could be thin too if you try hard enough and it's like no like that's right. not how most people don't know shit about what the fuck they be talking about that's one that's like the start right there <laughs> it assumes that everybody has the same like metabolism and shit like that or the same access it's most like, niggas that talk about fatness don't even know what the fuck metabolism is <laughs> like come on my nigga come on it's just like it's just like this like dream that like um Diet culture has sold us kind of like the same dream that capitalism sold us. Like, if you try hard enough, you can Facts. be rich too. And it's like, no, that's not how this yeah. works. Like, like no matter if you, how, yeah, if you buy this flat, flat, uh, flat tummy tea on Instagram that you see a white woman selling, like, everything's gonna be all right. Like, yeah, please don't get me started on that shit tea. But, like, yeah, like, it's just not how that works. No matter how many Weight Watcher programs I go to, no matter how much I work out, no matter how much I starve myself, like, 
it's a like nine times out of ten, I'm not going to be thin. And if I get thin, I'm probably going to gain the weight back. But you know what's wild though? Like you'll see someone suffering from like anorexia or bulimia, and they're like, just eat. Yeah. Just eat. Yeah. It's like which one do you want, nigga? But also, like people who are very thin do not get the same treatment of people who are fat. Oh, one thousand percent. They just because you're closer to the beauty standard. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm like, at some extent, they're going to be applauded. Sure, they'll get people that say eat. Like, you know, you need to eat, you need to eat, you need to eat. But also understand the dynamics of people telling you you need to starve yourself versus people telling you you need to eat. That's like two different things. There's two different dynamics. Me, People telling me to starve myself, telling me not to nourish myself, not to, you know, keep myself alive versus someone telling you to nourish your body, you deserve food, are two different things. I mean, so I, I think that's like a a segue into a question that we had around like the ways in which, you know, the I guess the hot topic right now is the um, what Lizzo wore to the game. I don't know if that was Sunday or Monday. And one of the conversations that have sparked, yeah, one of the conversations that has sparked as a root of her outfit to the game is like, oh, if she were, I don't know if skinny is the word I want to use, but I guess skinny. Is that yeah, you can say thin or yeah. Thin. Because I don't know if people because you know, like people be like if she was thick or I don't know like they've been comparing her to like Meg or fucking Rihanna and shit. <laughs> but yeah, basically, but if, yeah, she was, well, if she wasn't fat, she wouldn't have got that response. She wouldn't. She wouldn't. Like she just wouldn't. I can pull up pictures of like a bunch of thin women. I hate. But the thing is, I personally feel bad pulling up pictures of like thin women wearing like you know revealing clothes because I just I don't feel right with that because I feel like I'm still judging them also. Yeah, that's it's for sure. Like it's for sure. Like this, like fucking gray area where it's like you go from like fucking trying to advocate for fatness to fucking yeah. you know throwing Maybe, them yeah. to the wolves. Right. I'm like, you know what? No. If Rihanna want to have her titties out the game, she can just as much as Lizzo can have her ass out. So I'm just kind of like, I don't want to sit here and like pitting women against each other and what they're wearing. But it's definitely true that if Lizzo was thin and desirable, that she absolutely wouldn't have got that response. Right. Like she wouldn't have got that response. Um, exactly. And it's like, like Rihanna might have been critiqued by like people at some yeah. point, right? But our culture is still gonna celebrate her. Like I think I saw yeah. Deshaun talking about that. Like she absolutely would have got misogynistic responses. Right. Calling her all types of hoes and bitches. Absolutely absolutely. Mm-hmm. But she wouldn't have got I don't say violent because misogyny is violent, but she wouldn't have got this much of a response, this overwhelming wave of people saying she needs to be tranquilized. Like she's not going to get that. Like she's just not going to get that. No one's going to be like the kids, the kids. Like they're just not going to do that. And just that, that language is rooted in like racist ass caricatures. Like, like tranquilized. Like that's not like literally referring to her as an animal. And yeah, and that's some so funny. racist ass shit that goes back to slavery. Yeah, like I literally just went through that process today with my boyfriend on the phone. I was like, I sat through it, and I was like, they said tranquilize, like that's like subhuman like shit, like tranquilize for having her ass out, for having her ass out. That's just yeah. it. You can't deny that it's not about her size. It absolutely exactly. is. And I feel like. And, go ahead. Sorry. sorry. And it's also. People are upset with the space she's taking up. It's yeah. more about, it's not just her ass is out. It's that your ass is out and you're okay with it. You're not ashamed of it. I legit seen people say she's too comfortable. Yeah. Like I legit, I've, I saw that. But like, like, nigga, what does that mean? Like ask yourself, what does that mean? 
And it's I like, th- <laughs> folks can post like black girl magic and shit, but like carefree black carefree girl. Black soon as you exhi- but, as soon as, as you soon exhibit as that carefreeness, it. it's a fucking problem. <laughs> oh no! Which, which one do you niggas want? Which one is it? You missed the bottom where it's like carefree, unless you're trans black woman, fat black woman, disabled black woman, dark skinned black woman. Like you know, it comes with like a rules. It's carefree black woman, unless if you look like this. Yeah. If you look like right. Yeah. And that's that's one thing I feel like. I've really been seeing is just like how colorism is intersecting with it, right? So Beyonce mm-hmm. can do this, but a dark skinned black woman who is fat can't. Can't do it. Right. If, if Beyonce did it, it'd be like, oh yes, you know, yes, Queen. Like the beehive would just be out in full effect. Right. Right. I mean, but, the gist of this shit is like people should be able to should be able to wear whatever the fuck they want to wear. Period. That's why I thought. That's why I'm like I thought we were all in agreement that you know women should be able to wear what they want to wear where they want to wear it. But I guess that don't mean fat women. Like I I guess that rule don't apply to us. Yeah. And back in the summer, I made a tweet because like during the summertime, people make tweet like you know it's the summertime. You fat girls wear what you want to wear. This and that. I'm kind of like yeah, that's cool to say. But then I put on something y'all don't like, and now you're taking pictures of me and laughing on Twitter. Or, you know, I'm getting looked at in public or I'm getting called names in public. Like, sure. But that, like, my confidence isn't the problem. The problem is how people react to what I'm wearing. So it doesn't matter how confident I am, because Lizzo was confident as shit. It doesn't matter how confident I am. It doesn't stop people from harassing me and attacking me from wearing it. And that's more so the problem than confidence. I think a lot of people think being fat positive is about the confidence of fat people rather than the liberation of fat people i'm yeah. not yeah yeah i'm not here to like i'm still not here to boost confidence because i want people to be confident but i also want to be alive <laughs> facts it's just wild to see these same motherfuckers that like you know you see like cishead black men responding to lizzo the way they did like you niggas claim to want liberation y'all claim not to want to be held to some white supremacist standard but then y'all reinforce that standard reinforce them same fucking boundaries onto a fat black woman I have rarely ever, like, I, like, if I think really hard about the cis man I can think about that, like, actually is for fat liberation, I really can't name, like, two. I can't, like, I legitimately can't name. I'm not surprised. Yeah. Especially we're talking cis men who are thin. Yeah. Because I'm not going to say cis men who are fat, because there definitely are cis fat men who are activists, but I, I really cannot name it. Like, I think a lot of, like, fat men's support, quote-unquote, for fat women is revolve around fetishizing more than anything. It's more so about how fuckable I am to, like, men more so than them feeling like I should be able to fit in a seat in a restaurant or a movie theater. What would, what would allyship from, I guess, just, like, non-fat black women look like? Non-fat black women? Yeah, what would that look like for like? I because I don't want to just narrow it down like cishead black men, but like what what would what would allyship for folks that don't identify as like yeah a fat black woman? Um, what would that look like? I'm unpacking your own fat hate for one. I think a lot of people for one don't do that. We all have our own fat hate, internalized fat hate about ourselves. Yeah. We you ourselves a certain way, like you said earlier. You like we have a fear of fatness for ourselves first. Mm-hmm. So I think first you need to. Not be afraid to be get fat. You might get fat one day. That just might happen. So you need to unpack that and that fat and that that fear and you have for fatness. For one, 
And for two, by following fat black activists, we just don't get heard like at all. Um, when it comes to mainstream media, like the little bit of fat um, politics that is shown or platforms that show fat, you know, activism, it's white fat people. It, it is. And so Never I, shit that's like going yeah. against the status quo. Yeah, it's like white fat people. Well, I'm happy that, you know, fat liberation is getting heard, but it's by fat white people. And so it will only go so far, especially in an oppression that's rooted in white supremacy. Mm. It will only go so far if it's carried by white people. So I also feel like black, non-fat black women need to support fat black women more in their voices and listening. I also think that we need to stop praising only thin bodies and stop finding thinness as an accomplishment mm-hmm. and also dismantle diet culture. I feel like black women are forced to fit a standard to survive. You know, we have to be thin to fit into white supremacy to survive. And I feel like, um, I can only blame black women so thin black women so much because I get it. Like it's about survival. It, it like it is. Even fat people who you know get weight loss surgery, it's about survival and to fit into a system. And so I just feel like we need to talk more about how diet culture pertains to black women because it affects us differently. Because you got people like Oprah, who for years has been peddling diets. So I want to say mostly black people, but for the most part, black people and black women. And you also have other black women on social media, you know, promoting diet, diet products and weight loss. And it's not fair and it's not okay. Period. You see the whole world trying to mm-hmm. be skinny, trying yeah. to be thin. Like that's like, right. And that is inspired to be directly to, to capitalism, right? So, like, this whole diet culture and like the weight loss, it's a whole industry. I mean, she just talked about food being more like the food that can lead to, be, I guess, quote unquote, being more thin is more expensive, right? Yeah. And then, if it, you know, like, the whole industry behind like dieting, yeah, it's a billion dollar industry. Fucking Weight Watchers, Atkins, uh, right. the flat tummy t shit, keto, yeah. it's like. Keto is hot right now. That's What's the intermittent right? fasting? Niggas doing all types of shit. All to be thin, my nigga. And you're going to tell me that. Oh, shit. I ain't even gonna it's not a love for thinness, nigga. It's a hate for fatness, my nigga, period. This shit is not like, motherfuckers be like, it ain't got nothing to do with a hate for fatness, but more so a love for being thin. Like, no, my nigga, this shit is all rooted in hating fatness. Or people say, no, it's about health, it's about health, it's about health. I'm like, no, this is not. Maybe you will not be fasting yourself till you're about to pass out. (laughs) In the the name of health, my nigga. You would not be on a a caloric deficit in the name of health, my nigga. (laughs) I don't think a lot of people understand, like, that's eating disordered behavior. Like, period. Dieting is eating disordered behavior, and they don't work, which is why it's a billion dollar dollar industry. They don't make money off of you getting thin, and that's it. It's successful. Otherwise, they wouldn't make money if it worked. Yes, they want you to keep coming back, keep coming back, keep coming back. Like they sound like uh, your whole ass placebo. Yeah, like it's yeah. a lot of motherfuckers walking around with eating disorders and don't know how to name them just because they, they don't know. necessarily like they don't identify as like bulimic or anorexia, right? But like niggas starving yourself, especially or feeling bad after you eat. Yeah, especially black people, it's just not talked about. I mean, me and my niggas like 
I just for sure realized this shit like, oh, I got some like eating disorder shit going on for sure. It might not show up as fucking anorexia or bulimia, but like niggas is like trying to stay away from certain foods, feeling bad when I eat certain foods. Like nigga, that's not normal. Yeah, that's like yeah, that's what yeah, that's what um eating disorder behavior is. Period. Like, yeah, for sure. Necessarily, but it's like behavior that can absolutely lead to one. So yeah, absolutely. A lot of people do have it. A lot of people, especially people who diet a lot. Like always on a diet, always in pursuit of weight loss. Absolutely. Fucking athletes, like nigga, I spent half my life, Bro. more than half my life playing sports. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a whole other <laughs> nigga. You talking about that, bro. nigga? I'm for sure smaller than you, and I fucking had to go on a diet to lose weight for my Pee Wee football team. Damn. I was not. I was a hundred pounds, and they was trying to get me down to ninety five. Nigga, I was yeah. I was a nigga playing fucking pewter. I was like, I was twelve, digit. nigga. I was twelve. I was playing like with fourteen year olds, nigga. Yeah, like <laughs> literally having to play up because of my size, and like that shit. I still remember that shit. You feel me? Like literally having to make weight. Like, yeah, that shit. Then you kind of thinking about it like that shit was actually kind of traumatizing and some shit. Like and affects the way even that I think about myself now. I mean, think about when people see you and they ain't seen you in a long time. They're like, oh, you getting big? Yeah. Like, think about how that make you feel. Or, yeah, or even people who compliment your weight loss, but meanwhile, no. You like you lost some weight. Yeah. Oh, you, you back in the gym again? Even the language we use around weight. Yeah, and like, yeah. I don't even know what's like, nigga had surgery. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm in bad health, but yeah. <laughs> but it's like, oh, you getting wet, like, bro, have you? <laughs> it's just, it's just trash. Not I didn't have motherfuckers rub my stomach. Like damn, nigga, you getting big? Like oh, fuck you on your shit, bro. Like fuck off, nigga. Yeah, I fat niggas do that, and I'm like, y'all so fucking invasive. Like, <laughs> not. Don't touch yeah. my baller belly, man. Come on. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like even um, I think I lost my train of thought. Oh, even people congratulating weight loss is a part of diet culture and anti. One thousand percent. Like. You are celebrating thinness, and that is the problem. We need to stop mm. praising thinness. It's not—I don't say an accomplishment, but it's not. Like I'm scared to say that, but it's just not. I mean, it's, is there a way to celebrate it without being anti-fat? I don't think you can celebrate bodies all day. Yeah, for sure. Lee. But if you are specifically celebrating thinness, it's a problem. I'm not saying you can't celebrate your body or none of that. But what I'm saying is, if celebrating your body yeah. harms fat people in any way, then you probably aren't doing it right. I mean, I've seen motherfuckers co-opt the body posi- body positive movement. Yeah, I'm not with that. Like, oh, let's post these abs for eight, for for body positivity. Like, nigga, that's not what that shit was rooted in, my nigga. Yeah, you <laughs> like, yeah. fucking clown. Body positivity is fucking trash. Yeah. And I hate when I like say something someone doesn't like, and they're like, "I thought you were body positive." I said, "I'll never call myself that shit." Like, no. <laughs> I got so what, that what would you call it then if it's not body positive? When you like trying to be, I guess, more inclusive or uplift fat bodies. Fat liberation. Fat, fat liberation. liberation. Fat liberation is how you liberate all bodies. Fat liberation is how you liberate black bodies, fat bodies, thin bodies, disabled bodies, trans bodies. That is how you do it. Because fatness is intersexual. Fatness overlaps with different identities. Mm-hmm. And so you can be, I guess people, body positivity right now is trash. Mainstream body positivity is not like you said what it was. Yeah. And so at this point, what you really want it's fat liberation. It's what people are really looking for. They're really looking for something that frees us from a system that harms us because of our bodies. Yeah. Because it goes beyond just the size. Because again, identities overlap. I can be fat and trans, fat and disabled, fat and black, fat and black woman, fat and queer. So it 
overlaps. And so at this point, if, if you're not for fat liberation, then you just not for, like you just I don't know why you're here. <laughs> like you it's ain't just, for liberation at all. It's what yeah. all of us are none of us. Yeah. So I just feel like body. I think a lot of people. I think a lot of there is a lot of people with good intentions who get into body positivity because it is the most accessible right now because it's everywhere and it's super mainstream. But if you're really looking for something that actually liberates us and it's about, you know, freeing people, then it's fat liberation and fat yeah. activism. Yeah, and I feel like, especially with Lizzo, like she's breaking the quote unquote norm in yeah. a lot of ways. Like, and I feel like a lot of people are trying to make her into this mammy stereotype and the, the fact that she doesn't fit under that, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. she's like literally breaking that quote unquote stereotype that people are trying to put on her. Yes. Yeah. People are like, oh no, stay in your lane type shit. But like, why can't she be sexual? Right? Why can't she wear what she wants? Right. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like it's, it's changed. Uh, hopefully it changes the norm. You know what I'm saying? Like it yeah. changes and challenges the way people mm-hmm. are thinking. And like, now this actually can be a discussion that garners attention. Like, what is fat liberation? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And why is this happening? Yeah. It's crazy because Lizzo isn't even like a fat activist. I don't think she's labeled herself as that. So I'm not going to label her as that. Um, but she has sparked conversation, definitely, and brought up a lot of things. Just by existing, my nigga. Just by existing. <laughs> just, yeah, by, just, by just by doing her and being Lizzo. Like. <laughs> just by having her ass out at a late Motherfucker said she was too extra. I said, I'm like, where? Show me Show me where she's being extra at. Show me. They always say that. It's because she's show fat. Me. It's because, it's because the norm for fatness is yeah. not the norm for, for motherfuckers yeah. that are fat. That's what it is. Yeah, is you're not comfortable friends? with seeing fat people operate this way. She's doing too much. She's too extra. She's too comfortable. My She's nigga, what? It's making them uncomfortable. Motherfucker told me he was a, 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 a motherfucker who I seen, like, something in his bio says something around, like, black liberation or freedom or something. I'm like, nigga, what? Oh, it's a lot of, like, fat, act, not fat, like, activists, quote-unquote, on Twitter, who have me blocked just off my fat politics. Jesus. Just off of that. And then I, like, side item every time. I'm kind of like, because I don't be understanding no, like, ridiculous shit, I don't think. I mean, but it's it's like, for fat people. Fat advocacy. Yeah. That's so, when niggas draw the line for liberation? They absolutely draw the line. I've seen people. Bet. Like, Bet. Large accounts, too, and I'm like, ooh. Mm-hmm. Okay. But even people who use the theories of intersectionality mm-hmm. can't account for this. Right, so this certain intersection doesn't matter, but I thought we was actually trying to fight against all systems of oppression. I thought it was all of us, none of us. That's what I was under impression. Like that's what I thought it was. But that's what I thought it was. Too. Guess not. Guess I was wrong. I missed that meeting. It like really hurts my feelings when it's like other black people. Like that would be like hurting my core because I'm like, dang, really? Oh, we got I mean, like, nigga, if anything, you should be empathetic because you know what it's like to be oppressed because of because of an identity because of because because of, of something that you wear. You know what it's like. I guess not. I guess you know it's that privilege. Yeah. Inclusion. Fuck off inclusion. Like to the drug me through the fucking mud over the obese tweet. Drug me. And I was just like, really? And they were like up protecting and trying to protect the medical field. And I'm like, when did medicine ever even like black people? Since when did we start trusting medicine? My <laughs> y'all not heard of a medical apartheid? Like this is the same <laughs> medical industry that what do we did the uh, what the Tuskegee experiments? Come on, my nigga. Yeah. I'm like, like y'all niggas be telling people, oh, don't get no flu shot, but then, oh, oh let's <laughs> let's listen, you know, listen to the medical industry now. But you want to take your fucking son to go to get the flu shot? Come on, <laughs> motherfuckers pick and choose when they want to align with the system. 
they pick and choose, and I've never <laughs> learned that. They really pick and choose. It's, it's astonishing to me. It is. I'm never not shocked. I'm like, well, okay. But, but hey, fuck white supremacy, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's it's astonishing. And the stuff with Lizzo, like I've been gradually following this from like. So in my like, I've been gradually following the harassment with Lizzo. I don't know why I have, but like mentally, I've been like, I just want to see this timeline for me. So they people gonna show their ass. No they pun intended. Showing their ass. They for sure gonna show their ass. I feel like these waves of like extra harassment has started with the BET Awards. I really do. I think it started with the BET Awards. What happened? With her BET performance, she I don't say skyrocketed, but like her performance went viral. And a lot of was that with the flute or no? No, yeah, it was with the flute. That's when she okay. had the giant ass on stage. Yeah, I remember that. Why I'm shocked? Why they she that the inflated ass? Yeah, like yeah, she I seen it. Stage, y'all think she ain't gonna have it out at the Lakers? I thought game? we love ass though. Like, what's up? I thought we, we fuck with styles ass. and all that shit. I thought I thought that's what the wave was. Yeah. I thought we love ass. <laughs> <laughs> Never, <laughs> not fat ass. Okay. <laughs> yeah, not fat ass. It's just it. I, don't, it, I believe it started there because days after it went into um, arguments of Lizzo makes white music. Lizzo's not a rapper. Lizzo does this, and I oh, and niggas was that, reaching, huh? At that point, it was like going on, going on, because like people were mad she performed at the BET, and I'm like, is she not black? Like <laughs> y'all had Justin Timberlake on that shit, but yeah. okay. y'all was y'all was cool. Do a tribute to somebody? Yeah. He did. <laughs> Bro. Ah, like, what the fuck? Man. Robert Dick, all type of weird shit going Bro, on. All that, what? They just had to have Justin Timberlake with his fucking Come on, my cornrows, and it was it was cool. But y'all mad at Lizzo? All of a sudden, Lizzo don't make black music. Oh god! And hey, you know, um, what's that shit? You know, hate can be delusional. It is. Niggas be drunk off hate, bro. Yeah, it is. And I'd rather people just be upfront. I guess they are being upfront about it. It's just it bothers me when people are like, no, it's not because she fat. It's because. No, it's because I'm like, no, it's because she's fat. Yeah. You're bothered because she's fat. It's not because what she did. It's because she's fat. Like, the Lakers games incident was because she's fat. Because like y'all said, Megan Thee Stallion goes every other day posting her ass on Instagram. And we eat I'm that shit up. Yeah, I'm not shitting because I like to see Megan Thee Stallion ass on my timeline. But <laughs> you can't sit here and turn around and get mad because Lizzo at a Lakers game with her ass out. Right, or she posted it's on Instagram. What? When the fucking Lakers games become a family event? <laughs> it's not a motherfucking Disney It's not a family world. event with motherfuckers yelling like, nigger to the players, bro. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> it's a fucking Lakers game. Bro, look at, look at, like, you see hell of, like, men all the time with their shirts off at football games and shit like that, but that's not an yeah. issue. All about white supremacist beauty standards. Period. Absolutely. And, like, she was sitting down most of the time, y'all. Y'all saw her ass on the Megatron for, what, two seconds? Like, it's okay. It's if all right. Been, if it would have been anyone else... That wasn't fat. It would have been, been, been all good. It would have been an applause. It would have been like, ooh, look, Megan shaking her ass at a thing. It would have been an applause. So it's just like, you can't sit here and say it's not because she's fat. Like it, like I said, people don't like the space she takes up. They don't like what she represents because over the past couple of years, we've had, like, we've had fat singers and fat artists, fat black singers, you know? Like, fat, like American music is, is a lot a fat black women. We got Aretha Franklin. You got, you know, Ma. You got uh, Patti LaBelle. You got Jennifer Hudson. Like, Missy Elliott. Like, black American music is nothing without fat black women. It would not be what it is without fat mm-hmm. black women. And so, the difference is, Lizzo isn't, like you said, the stereotype that they want. You know, 
Jill Scott was a sensual, soulful, you know, singer, you know, who is, you know, come home, I'm gonna cook you a breakfast, don't make love. And Lizzo is the fat one, like, you know, I'm gonna fuck your friend, I don't really care. We cool, <laughs> we break up. So it's like, they don't like that. They don't like her boldness. They don't like that she's not staying, quote unquote, in her lane. Yeah. That, you know, the lane they put her in, like, no, how dare you step out and be happy and be fat and be black and be okay and be loud and be everything that you are without being ashamed how you not how dare you not be shamed, ashamed of yourself basically and yeah. that is where a lot of people anger is coming from it's from discomfort from not seeing fat black women like this in the media but also being angry because then they're also angry that she's successful and looks the way she does because what we're sold by diet culture and white supremacy is you can't be successful and be black and be fat and be a woman and be all this so lizzo is the exception and show like, oh yeah, I can do, like I can be fat and be black and be a woman and be successful and be Grammy nominated and be happy and be all these things. And people right. are invested in the idea that fatness stops your happiness and stops your success. Mm-hmm. And that is why a lot of people diet because there's no happiness in fatness. There's no success in fatness. There's no anything in fatness, but Lizzo shows that that's not true. And right. so it also angers people. Right. You'd be just dropping fucking bombs, man. You'd just really be going in, dropping hella gems. I appreciate you, for sure. <laughs> Shit, so to tap into this next part of this episode, you got to tap in with our Patreon, patreon.com slash hellblackpie. But you want to plug your socials and plug plug some of the work you do again before we go into the extended content? Yes. So my Instagram is Sid Sky with two Ds and two Ys. And my Twitter is one second. So I always get my Twitter name mixed up. I always get like the placement of the words. Is black fat queer. Cool. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. So make sure you tap into our Patreon. You feel me? We're going to answer some questions that some of our patrons had. I know Michael had a question. Can we we wait real quick? Because we didn't do black joy. Oh, fuck. So maybe we do black joy to start to start it and then we answer the questions all right yeah that's good 